0: are over. Amen. And God is replenishing what the enemy has stolen. God is restoring everything that we have lost. And God is bringing back the days of refreshing. And God is restoring anything the enemy has stolen from us. In the name of Jesus. If you believe it, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Are you ready for what the Lord is going to do? I said, are you ready for what God is going to do? Are you ready for new life? Are you ready for new people? Are you ready for new faces? Are you ready for new things? God is pouring out his spirit upon us in a fresh and special way. And nothing will be the same in this church again. In the name of Jesus, I declare it as it was spoken by the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Just thank Him. Thank Him for church growth. Thank Him for souls. Thank Him for new ways and new things and refreshing things in church. In the name of Jesus. Thank Him for new ideas. Thank Him for new ideas.
1: Thank Him for new people. Souls, church.
0: there will be some people who live in the neighborhood who will not see pizza on their table because the flyer is showing you what is available. Then now you must take that flyer and go to God makes promises and then by those promises we are supposed to engage. it turns out that just a week after that, on the 7th of September, um, the crusade is going to Madagascar. Yes.
1: I think you should, you should, uh,
0: if you can someone show us Madagascar quickly on the map, if you know where Madagascar is. Just. churches here this month amen and we're talking about pride is that correct yes we're talking about pride and um, I'm just going to take a few minutes also because now we also want to um, you know you know keep to the time why are you laughing (laughs) okay we want to have Uh, Not shorter services necessarily But just to close when we say we'll close What do you think? All right, it's a good idea Okay, so I want us to do that And so today I'm going to preach just for a short time And um, we'll close and we'll continue You know, we have a lifetime, don't worry, to complete the Bible So there's no need to preach all in one day Uh, What do you think? Yeah, we have well, an entire lifetime to share from the word of God okay so I'm continuing from where uh, Pastor Charles uh, left off amen okay I am so chapter 2 how to be humble like a child how to be humble like a child right now humility is obviously one of the most important virtues a christian can and must develop do you get it humility is something that we must pray for and trust god to have Because if we do not If we are not humble It can be costly indeed Do you see The book of James Chapter 4 The book of James Chapter 4 And verse 6 The Bible says He giveth more grace He giveth more grace Wherefore he saith. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Right? James chapter 4 and verse 16. The book of James, chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, oh no, verse 6. I'm sorry. James chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, But he giveth more grace. In other words, God has extra grace. Do, 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 do you understand? Yeah. Now the Bible says, "For by grace are ye saved through faith, isn't it? And it's not of yourselves, it is what the gift of God. So everybody to be a Christian would have experienced grace. Do you see? right? So all of us are products of grace. We have all experienced. God's grace to some measure That's how we get to be Saved in the first place So if you are saved You are in grace You are a product of grace God has been gracious towards you Already Amen Amen. But according to this verse The grace of God that Saves you is not All that God Has Where grace is concerned Amen. Can you open the door? Let me just see who's there. Okay. Amen. So that's, according to this verse, God has more grace. There is more grace to experience than the grace that saves you. Hallelujah. So he says, he giveth more grace. And then he says, Wherefore he saith, or that is the reason why he says, Does it make sense? Right? That is the reason why he says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So after grace has saved you, the rest of the grace is accessed by humility. He's showing us who gets to partake of the extra grace. Are you getting it? Yeah. So it's like everybody has got a first round of serving of grace. And we're enjoying it because it has saved us. It has brought Jesus Christ into our lives. It has made us children of God. And we are serving God by that grace. But he giveth us more grace. There is more grace. And how do you qualify for it or who is it for? Do you see? Have you ever been in a situation where, in fact, one day I met somebody or I spoke to somebody who said he left our church because, you know, remember the times when we used to have French fries after church? Yes. The person said he went for seconds and he could see some there, but they didn't give him. (laughs) Yeah. He said... He said he he asked, he went to ask for a second round of fries. And um, he didn't get it, you know. But he saw some others, you know. So he gave us more fries. (laughs) You see, he saw that there was more French fries. But what he wasn't sure about was who qualifies to get those extra fries, you know. And as he found out that he didn't qualify them for those extra fries, he became offended and he left the church. I mean, I appreciated his honesty for telling me why he left church, which is French fries. I mean, I wish he had given us a chance, would have fried a whole, a whole would have gotten Tory to fry a whole bag of fries, you know, and sent it to his house. But he didn't give us that chance You know So uh, if we ever have fries again Let's be careful (laughs) Do you get it? Yeah So there is extra grace in God But who qualifies for it? It says that grace He resists it when proud people Attempt to access it Do you get it? Yes, he resists it When proud people attempt to access that grace And then he gives it to the humble You know, and you know, that's very serious Because when God is the one resisting you You don't really stand a chance Amen When God is the one behind the door You can't open it, (laughs) When God is the one, you know, pushing against your efforts. When God is the one locking up all the doors and the windows of opportunity. When God is the one making it not happen, there's nothing you can do to make anything happen. Are you getting it? God must not resist you. You want God on your side joining you to push against the enemy not God on the other side pushing against your efforts no you don't stand a chance and that is why a message like this is very important hallelujah that God resists the proud and giveth grace unto the humble God's grace is God's help God's grace is God's assistance. God's grace is his supernatural power, you know, going beyond every ability you have, going beyond every strength you have, going beyond every effort you have made to make things happen that you know you can't take credit for. Hallelujah. Sometimes grace is called luck. Yes when people are unlearned and they don't know what words to use you know, they call it luck it is God's grace when God's grace is on your side, things work out, doors swing open do you see, isn't it nice when you approach a door and it just opens (laughs) especially during this pandemic period (laughs) you know yes and the pandemic has made me notice how many bathrooms public bathrooms have doors (laughs) and those are the worst ones (laughs) you get it because you finish doing your thing and wash your hands and you stand behind the door now how to get out (laughs) how to get out (laughs) you see yeah So you find yourself stuck behind the door And sometimes just waiting and praying That someone will feel it Someone will feel it urgently and come through And as soon as they open the door You just chalk it and then you come out (laughs) Yeah You see But it's so beautiful when you approach places The door looks and seems closed Not knowing the door is waiting for you to approach it. Yes. That is why it's a mistake sometimes to give up on something just because it looks inaccessible. Because many times the opportunity exists. It's just waiting to admit you if you come close enough. And to walk close enough to that door, it takes faith. You walk towards the door even though it seems close because you believe that for you it will open do you get it and so when you walk towards the door and you get close enough to the door the door has no choice but to yield and the door just opens and swings wide open so you can come through hallelujah so try things because many of those things are just waiting for you to try and you'll be surprised that you. if you come close enough it will open don't sit back. Don't sit in your house and look at it and just assess it from how it looks, from how far you are from it, and say that it's not for you. And say that it's not your kind, that it won't work for you. It will work. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that God resists the proud, and God gives grace. He helps the humble. Hallelujah. Grace is God divinely, supernaturally assisting you and helping you come through. The best illustration of grace is the escalator, you know, where when you stand on the escalator, you find yourself moving up, you know, or even better, the moving walkway, you know. Yes, sometimes you see people on the moving walkway and they seem to be walking, but this, every step moves them forward faster. Is because it's, it's their effort plus the big thing, you see, moving them and advancing them. So sometimes their effort doesn't even seem like it's much. They are just leisurely, slowly, um, um, yeah, leisurely and, and casually just strolling on the moving walkway, and yet you find themselves going forward. That's what makes people say sometimes, you know. look at this person he doesn't work as hard as I I, I work or he doesn't have my education or or he doesn't have what I have or hasn't been where I've been or he doesn't have the things that I've been giving how is it that he's able to have all this it's called grace do you understand he's on the moving walkway and so even though his steps are very short and not many he seems to be passing you you get it because you are on the ground manpower if you don't move nothing moves (laughs) and sometimes with all your effort you move and move and move and, 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 and there's nothing there's nothing hallelujah I think we should subscribe to the grace of God the subscription fee Is humility And if we're humble God will help us Amen If we're humble God will do what? He'll help us He resists the proud But he gives grace To the humble Amen Then we come to Chapter 2 Where we talk about the child How to be humble Like the child Now, why do we have to be humble like a child? Because of Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. In Matthew chapter 18, somebody asked Jesus a question. In verse 1, it says, At the same time, the disciples said unto Jesus, say, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They just wanted to know who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. (laughs) You see, they wanted to know how to be great. They wanted to know how to advance in the kingdom of God. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, verily, I say unto you except ye be converted except ye be what converted if you have to be converted it means you exist in a form that does not qualify do you understand yes i think the most the, that word is most commonly applied to currencies isn't it yes and except a currency is converted It is not useful you know yeah you go to a place they have things the things are for sale there's a price on them you want them but you can't have them because what you have cannot obtain them we have to convert what you have into a form that can obtain them do you understand and so Jesus is saying that you want to be great in the kingdom great but the form in which you come it does not qualify you for access can you see that so the people were talking about being great in the kingdom and Jesus said let's talk about entering it first (laughs) yeah let's talk about entering it first (laughs) what does it take to enter it before you start fighting for greatness within it so he said, except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You are not even in it before you talk about greatness in it. Hallelujah. So he said, become converted. We must be converted. It means grown-ups have to learn how to become like children. Do you you see? Yes. You have to be converted into a form that can enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And so it is Jesus who brought this whole idea of being humble like a child. By taking a child and placing the child before his audience, and then explaining that you need to be like this to enter into the kingdom. Hallelujah! Now, one time when Jesus said you need to be born again, you know, the person asked him another question: he said, how can a person who is born, you know, enter into his mother's womb again?" And this is similar to that that's why he said you need to be converted how can a grown up man like Frank with his what will he do with his beard <laughs> he should shave it <laughs> do you see how can someone who is already grown become like a child hallelujah and that's what this message is about hallelujah so how to be humble like a child. Number one, when you're humble like a child, you quickly forgive and forget. When you lose this humility, you no longer forgive and forget. Right? So, in being converted into a child, we're being asked to take on characteristics that are most commonly associated with children do you see yes most commonly associated with children this is where being childlike becomes a virtue do you understand see two words childish and childlike but people one of them sounds negative in the other but the two mean the same thing <laughs> being childish and then being childlike. You get it? But I think people don't like childish, isn't it? Yeah. So forget about that one. <laughs> and try to be childlike, isn't it? Yeah. Now, we have to study children and learn from children. Amen. And one of the first characteristics of humility like a child or childlike humility is the ease with which children forget and forgive forgive and forget forget and forgive whichever one it is hallelujah now that is something that adults don't do so easily isn't it yes because by being adults, we have come a long way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: have understanding. We can read deeper into things. In fact, so deep that sometimes we can ascribe things to people and reasons for actions. That are not even the reason. I mean, we have enough understanding. I mean, so much so that even what does not exist, we can create it and react to it. <laughs> yeah. We create it, assign it to the person, and then react to it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I see a person, the person does or does not do something, then I imagine it, then I impose it on the person and I have faith in my imposition and I take it as that is reality and then I start to react in, to that reality in real time. Yeah, <laughs> So I say he saw me. He didn't mind me. And I'm saying no he saw me. <laughs> yeah, he, he saw me. I mean our eyes met like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he didn't mind me. And I know why he did that. It's because of A, B and C that happened yesterday. You get it. So, what will I do? I will also not mind him. That's it. But children are not capable of such analysis. Children don't do that. Yes, children do get offended. Perhaps they get more offended faster than grown-ups. Yes, because children will cry about everything. (laughs) Yes, they are offended by everything. You know, when I came in, I met one of the little girls. And, um, you know, I stood to speak to her. And then when she finished, she went inside. Then the other one came along because she saw me talking to this one. So she ran and came and stood right in front of me. (laughs) You have to talk to me also. You get it? Yeah. Because if you don't talk to me, I will be offended. So I spoke to her also nicely and sent her on her way. You know, children are very touchy and very sensitive. Do you understand? And so that's not the problem. The problem is how quickly you get over Whatever has hurt you Are you getting what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like God has a problem With the fact that it hurt you Do you see? Yes Jesus said it is impossible He said God is not trying to eradicate offenses (laughs) If you think God is trying to you know make the world less offensive And make people less offensive You know you, you, you are just kidding yourself <laughs> Jesus made it clear that he has no such plan <laughs> Do you see Because he said it is impossible He said it is impossible It is impossible but that offenses should come He said it is impossible But that offenses should come so as for things to offend us in any given situation whether it's in the church whether it's between friends whether it's between spouses or between siblings it is impossible it is impossible everybody say impossible
1: Impossible.
0: yeah say impossible.
1: impossible
0: yeah it is impossible you cannot belong to a church without being offended it is impossible It is impossible. That is why when that person told me that um, he didn't get the French fries and um, he had left the church, you know, I spoke to him, I was trying to get him to come back, but then I realized that he's now committed to another church and so on. That's fine. I mean, I was not trying to break up somebody else's, you know, church situation no, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. He should be there. But then I realized that the thing that drove him away is there also. <laughs> That's what he doesn't realize. Do you see? Yeah. So if I had an interest, my interest was more in, you know, is there a way I can help this person not to keep moving because the one thing he is going to find in every church as sure as he would find a seat in the church he would find also offense (laughs) do you see what I'm saying yes every church will have something that will offend you there will always be something that will hurt you are you getting the picture yes yes And so we need to become like children And learn how to let go How to forgive Forgive is the cure Forgive is the Christian solution to offense Are you getting what I'm saying? Forgiveness is the Christian solution Because if you don't allow The Christian solution to prevail Then from that point on The offense actually causes you to Degenerate into a very Hideous creature A monster Hallelujah Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes I remember at the camp prophet Was talking about John the Baptist and um, herod's wife isn't it yes that john the baptist went to preach a sermon that offended herod's wife i mean she couldn't take it (laughs) she was so upset and even though what he was saying was true you see because herod had married or taken his brother philip's wife and john the baptist preached about it and he talked about it and he said no such a thing is not appropriate you don't take somebody's wife you find your own yeah you go downtown somewhere skid row wherever you go and you find yourself a wife (laughs) you see what I'm saying but you don't take someone that somebody else has already taken it's not correct and so John the Baptist I don't know if he made it an example in his preaching made it the subject of his preaching but from that day you know the people got offended the lady was so offended that when it was her birthday, I think it was the daughter's birthday right? It was the daughter who was yes and then the father had come to ask you know what do you want me to do for you and then she goes like many girls would go back to their mother and say that Daddy is asking, what do I want? Can I, you know, and they were looking for some counsel. And right there, the woman saw an opportunity. She said, go and ask him for the head of that preacher. (laughs) She went forth and said unto her mother, what shall I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Ask for the head of the pastor. Hey. Yeah. But that's what unforgiveness does, it causes a person to de- degenerate into the worst human being you can find. You do not underestimate it. If that thing continues to be in you and continues to eat you up. You should not be surprised that the worst sentiments and thoughts will occur to you. And if you have the power to act, you will. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So she went forth and asked for the head of John the Baptist. So can you imagine they went to the prison, they took the preacher and they said, We are making your head a birthday present somebody has requested that for their birthday is your head they want yeah are you understanding what I'm saying yes so we need to be careful hallelujah humility like a child means to let go of things hallelujah Jesus recognizes that we will be offended no we will be offended and some people more easily than others do you notice that sometimes you have some fabrics that catch the dirt and catch fluff easier than others yeah they are all fabrics they are all, they all serve the same purpose but some somehow by their texture and their weaving and whatever has gone into them which is also for a purpose It gives them a look that sometimes others don't have. Like if you see velvety things, you know, they have a shiny look, but those things also have that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So depending on how God has woven you, you know, and the Bible says God made each of us specially. So depending on how he has woven you, your temperament, whatever, you may also find out that the side effects of being who you are and having the personality type that you have, is that you tend to catch fluff (laughs) and fluff is simply nothing fluff is just things that are flying around even that don't really concern you so much but you see them sticking on you and remaining on you and continuing to be with you (laughs) yeah do you see yeah and so you find that sometimes people have been woven in ways and you have to assess yourself and realize that, look, the way I'm woven, the way that the material that has gone into making my temperament and making me, you know, and, and God doesn't make any stupid temperament. No, he, every temperament has a strength, which is the reason why he made it but you have to understand like when we buy the clothes and they are velvet it's not because we want to we are looking for something to catch fluff that's not why we buy it no I mean when you see that that type of thing and you know that fabric especially when it's in black you know you, you, you get the blackest black out of those things yes but it is those ones also that will quickly announce to everybody that you sat in the wrong place. <laughs> that you went to the wrong thing. That you touched the wrong thing. Because it will never forgive you. <laughs> it will never let it go. You know, sometimes you get some of these cotton, khaki things. I mean, you can lie on the floor with them and they won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. They won't tell anyone that you were just sitting on the floor. They get up and easy going and they are moving and they are flowing, even though they were just on the floor. Yeah, they won't announce to anybody. They would just tell everyone you're still good, you're still clean and just but not those velvety things. No. You lean on someone's car, they'll tell everybody what you did. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know how sometimes you touch something and then, oh, and you just, you know, they will announce to everybody, look, look, this is what he just did. (laughs) Because they remain there. So I don't know what has gone into weaving you, but some people get more easily offended than others. But all of us are capable by the Holy Spirit of forgiving All of us can forgive. All of us can decide to be like children and decide to let go of whatever has hurt us, whatever has offended us. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And we can decide to be like a child. You see these children, they'll be crying and screaming. You know, the next moment they've forgiven even their mother. (laughs) Yeah. Their mother who caused them the pain who took away whatever from them they'll be asking the mother again mommy can I have this you know yeah mommy can you do this instead mommy can I have this meanwhile they were very upset with their mother just a short while ago but they forgive their mother they forgive they just remember that it is humility so you see that pride is what makes us Hold on to something forever. Are you understanding what I'm saying? See, pride is not always pomposity. Pride is not always someone coming across as bloated, you know, and strong and acting out. Do you get it? That many times pride is very silent and subtle, but the fact that the thing is sticking on it is the sign. Hallelujah. So, quickly forgive and forget. Amen. It says, to be humble, therefore, is not to quarrel. To be humble is to decide not to remain unhappy with your brother or your fellow sister. Hallelujah. We must be careful that... That does not eat us up. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It says, When a man finds a beautiful young lady who respects and honors him, he marries her, knowing that he has found a humble, submissive creature whom he can lead about the rest of his life. Unfortunately, the humility and the submissive nature which attracted him soon fades away soon the prouder and more confident wife comes into conflict with an equally proud and confident husband and then clashes begin and both parties feel they are right everyone feels cheated and disappointed I will never forget. I will never forgive you. These are the unspoken promises that spouses make to each other. (laughs) Oh my God. Proverbs 13 and verse 10 the Bible says only by pride. Can you see it? It's not saying sometimes by pride other times by other things only by pride only by pride cometh contention do you see but with the well advised is wisdom so anytime we see contention we know that pride is around because it says pride has only one means of transport only by pride only by pride only by pride cometh contention You have to assume that there is pride If contention is present You have to assume that there is pride Amen It's like somebody tells you that I just came You saw where Madagascar is Yeah, so if somebody tells you He came from Madagascar to this place You know only by air or something So they don't have to tell you that Oh, you know, I bought a ticket and all that You assume that part (laughs) Yeah (laughs) You assume that part (laughs) Start thinking airport, start thinking flight attendant Start thinking of all the things associated with flying Because you know that's the only way a person would do such a thing Are you understanding what I'm saying? Right, now let me jump quickly to number four When you're humble like a child You copy things easily When you lose this humility You do not want to copy Even if it is a good thing Can you see that? Right? So, copying, copying, that is just doing what another person has done successfully. Excuse me. That is another sign of humility. Amen. That's another sign. Children copy, children copy, they copy their parents. They see what their parents are doing and they try to copy and they they just do it without any struggle, do you see? But when people grow up, when people mature a little, it is one virtue that we leave behind, which is to copy, to just learn from what has been done by others or what is helping others. And just copy it you know if we were humble enough we would find out that one of the greatest blessings in life is for someone to open up their lives to you and to tell you the secrets behind whatever is working do you see yes but many times even when that is exposed to us we don't learn from it because we are not humble we want to be original you know yes and people's you know go around telling people you know just be yourself that's for ask for, for yourself you don't have to be it that's what you already are <laughs> do, do, do you understand yes that's what you already are and it's not taking you anywhere <laughs> do, do you understand So there's no need to fight to be more Of something that's taking you nowhere But rather To humble yourself And learn From someone And copy something that is working Amen Yeah Whether it's a person It's a church It's a group Whatever it is Copying is the way forward amen we as a church we have to copy i mean today when i was watching Prophet's service i said look a whole lot of things are working here we need to sit down and take the service and and analyze it so tonight we have to do some of that do you see what i'm saying yeah we need to take the service and and tear it apart and and break it down and analyze look at the praise and worship you know, look at the praise and worship look at how to share the testimony today Marco was sharing the testimony I said he might as well preach
1: <laughs>
0: Marco <laughs> I said he might as well just preach yeah you see but we need to learn how these things are done do you see yeah and copy what is working now, if we feel too big to copy, then we, are, we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a problem. But you'll be amazed in how many areas we exhibit such characteristics that we are too big to copy because we are falling for the lie, the lie, the deception of being an original. Can, I mean, can you imagine if your daughter, you know, jean jacques Can you imagine if uh, Kara starts, why don't you tell her, be an original? Yeah. When she starts speaking your language, you say, no, be an original. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't have to speak English. Start speaking Chinese or something. Be an original. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's one of the deceptions. Look, why, why, why is something that is so commonplace and something that we see around us every day, why is it so difficult for us to accept that this is the way that things are done? Just copying. Just learning. Teaching people. In all areas of life they bring people on they show them what has been done they try to teach the people to copy the same thing and to move on from there there is no progress in anything without first accepting what exists and copying what exists then you get to build upon what has been done but if you're going to spend the time discovering already what has been discovered then you waste your life and waste your time the way to move forward is to copy what you came to meet then now you can you are ready to add something to it are you getting what I'm saying yes you copy what you came to meet and then you add whatever you can add to it if there is something to add to it but if you're going to come and start instead of accepting what exists And building upon it, you're going to rediscover what has already been discovered. And to make the same mistakes again, that is the way to mark time. And to be at one place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let us be humble and learn how to copy. Do you understand? Yes. If you know anybody who is doing well in an area of life stop struggling in that area just ask what are you doing that is working and if they will be gracious enough to share with you just copy it just copy it yeah just copy it and don't be ashamed amen if we have to wait for DJ to write songs before she comes to sing to us on Sunday morning On on Sunday morning We're not going to have a song Or even Eden Eden should compose their songs And then they should go to Find a studio somewhere And record and then come and sing To us on Sunday Oh dear Yes So it seems for when it comes to that We are able to accept very humbly I didn't write this song But I can sing it like The person who wrote it And sing their song without even giving credit to them. (laughs) Are you getting it? So, are we going to learn by copying? I say, let's go back. We are going to take the service. And we are going to play it segment by segment. Do you see? Yes. And we are going to say, let's learn this. Yes, let's learn this and let's be humble and learn it. Yeah, you know, when you copy things, you can come into things way before you even understand why they are being done. You know that, yes, way before your understanding can catch up, you would be way ahead enjoying the blessings. And benefits of doing whatever it is hallelujah so copying is very important amen number eight when you are humble like a child you are trusting and believing you know when you go home you can read the rest okay so read the rest when you go home number eight is when you're humble like a child you're trusting and believing right when we are humble we trust and we believe we believe the Bible we believe the teachings of the Bible faith is a characteristic of a child children have a lot of faith that's why we tell them a lot of things sometimes we even take advantage of their faith and we lie to them and we trick them and we tell them all sorts of things right we tell them you know go and stand there i'll be right back when you are doing just the opposite <laughs> you are actually going but you know they will believe you you know they'll trust you you know they will believe you when you say you stand right here and i'm coming right back <laughs> you know go to mommy go to mommy and and something something go to mommy and you mean that daddy is disappearing he's going yeah it's like go and get your shoes and come and we'll go and when she turns around to get her shoes you just disappear fast but you do it because you know that children have faith do you get it yeah skepticism is a sign of pride yeah it is a characteristic you find in older people you see, that's why Jesus said you have to be converted. You have to be converted. Don't accept yourself, Caitlin. Don't accept yourself the way you are. Because the way you are works against you when it comes to humility. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it works. maturity and deeper understanding, more knowledge, makes you more proud. The Bible says knowledge puffs up. Do you see? Knowledge doesn't make us more humble. It puffs us up and makes us more proud. You see now I would have said there's no problem after all you have acquired knowledge. Keep it. But the problem is that our pride creates resistance in God towards us. And that's what we don't want. Are you getting it? So knowledge makes us proud. And older people the more we get older the more proud we become because of our knowledge and we question everything and we question even things we shouldn't question you see we become skeptical about everything very simple biblical principles especially even the other day i heard that some people were you know one of the things people criticize the most in the church is giving yeah giving of tithes giving of offerings those type of things oh people will do research right now and bring all kinds of scriptures in, and I just wonder I mean okay giving and all it's, it's just but it's just one of the subjects in Christianity why don't you do a similar Bible study about missions about salvation about evangelism me if you if you mean well yeah if you mean well if it's about going to the world if it is the word of God you want to preach if it's the word of God you want to talk about why don't you take some of the other subjects okay why don't you come up with a, a deep doctrine about love yeah <laughs> about forgiveness yes But especially about why Jesus came. The Bible says Jesus came into the world not to make givers. Jesus didn't come into the world to come and assemble tithers. That's not why Jesus came. (laughs) You, You get it? Yeah, Jesus told us himself why he came into the world. And it had nothing to do with giving or tithing. So to build your whole doctrine Around tithing and feel like You have accomplished something I don't think you have accomplished much But as interested As you are in money issues And so why don't you get so equally Interested in soul winning In missions In traveling to places To preach the gospel Yes, why don't we go To the ends of the world like Jesus Told us And go preach so make a big doctrine of that but you see no that's not it people hide their selfishness and their greed by coming up with some doctrine against giving do you see and they raise all kinds of questions about it you see so many times they present it as though they found some truth about a church or about the pastor or something but they don't realize that it says more about them than it says about the pastor. You get it? Yes. It says it reveals more about them and where their heart is than about any church. Are you getting it? Yes. So when you're humble like a child, you believe. You believe the word. You trust. Yes, you have to trust somebody. If somebody is passing baskets around so you have to trust you have to believe do you see what I'm saying yes you will not always know what people do with money when we go to town and we see people standing there and we see them holding you know panhandling and um, you know doing all those things around I mean you, you just have to you have give if you don't have just leave it but you can't stand there and ask the person, show me their accounts. Show me. the. the, the you see, you are the this. I mean, you don't do that. Huh? Can I have an amen? It, when you're a child, you trust your father, even though he may be an adulterer or an irresponsible man. As far as you're concerned, he is your father. So it is when you're humble like a child. You believe the man of God and trust what he says. People who have become proud do not believe what pastors say anymore. And that's the truth. Do you see? They no longer believe the stories and the messages of the man of God. Pride makes you skeptical of men of God. Pride makes you come up with excuses for not believing in God anything anymore, right? And then one more thing, when people are filled with pride, they begin to criticize their own parents and rebuke them for not being worthy parents. When pride fills the eyes and the heart of a son, he finds fault with his father and speaks about his father's shortcomings. A prideful daughter will rebuke her own mother or father for not being a good provider wow it's amazing isn't it let's be humble amen when you're humble you trust you believe you know don't make things so difficult for yourself don't always look for some reason behind something that's stressful (laughs) believe it and trust God the Bible says the enemy will not deceive him when God's anointing is upon you. Trust God to deliver you from the deception of people. Amen. And flow with faith and trust and it shall be well. Amen. Amen. Then quickly the last one, the last one is number 14. When you're humble like a child, you are open and transparent. When you're humble like a child, you're open and transparent parent when you lose this humility you become private secretive and closed up when you lose this humility you become private secretive and closed up isn't it children are open and transparent right the scripture Genesis chapter 3 and verse 10 Genesis chapter 3 and verse 10 he says, and I heard the voice of thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Right? This is about Adam and Eve. And you can see that the very first effect of sin on their lives was to begin to hide isn't it yes so hiding often is a sign of sin in existence do you understand when sin is present people tend to hide that's when people tend not to be open do you see many times what people claim to be privacy I don't want anybody to see I don't want anybody to know, you know. It's actually because what there is to see and what there is to know is not as clean. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And that makes many people not open or as open as they should. When you are a child, you can be naked. Is it true? Yes. Sometimes I remember that when my... One of my little brothers, you know, I just remember as a kid, you know, my parents would have guests and they will be there. And then he would escape from the bathroom <laughs> and he would run and come to the living room and come and spy and see who is there. You know, he has completely banana type of nakedness. <laughs> Do you see Children don't mind Nakedness Yeah Children will change their diapers anywhere. Let's do it <laughs> Yes Do you see But grown ups Are more conscious Of nakedness Do you see Yeah And in the same way You find grown ups Being being secretive about things they don't have to be secretive about. Many people destroy their lives, ruin their relationships, ruin their marriages. They destroy so many things by hiding too much. Too much. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I know of two people, two people who are dead now you know and both of them had cancer you know and they hid it even from their husband yes they hid it until the thing was completely you know blown up I mean it's like the very last stage of it yeah but people are like that that when they have issues instead of bringing it up you know instead of talking about it instead of calling for help the Bible says is any afflicted let him call upon the elders of the church when you have an affliction or you have something that is troubling you the biblical instruction is to call for attention not to walk around pretending everything is okay are you understanding what I'm saying It is your duty to announce your affliction. If there's a problem, you must tell it. You must call for help and talk about it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The Bible talks about confessing our faults one to another. James chapter 5 and verse 16, right? It says, confess your faults in fact let's read James chapter 5 quickly That's, we're just closing please we're just closing are you blessed by this chapter yeah James chapter 5 James chapter 5 and verse, verse number what 16 okay maybe we can start from verse 14 what is it 14 is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord did you see that yeah he says it is the sick so you know even when you hear someone say for example i was sick i'm leaving the church because i was sick and nobody came to look for me you see you got it wrong you the sick person were supposed to call for the elders of the church So you can't rather leave the church <laughs> Because the elders didn't come When you didn't call for them do you, do you understand? Yes So you call for the elders of the church Or you have someone call them on your behalf You allow someone to do that It's like the ambulance. There's no ambulance that goes from door to door on visitation. Is any sick? Is any sick? Is any sick? Is any sick? No. (laughs) The ambulance works by, is any sick? Let him call 911 and then the ambulance will come rushing to your house. Yeah, and the fact that you are the sick one is not an excuse. The burden still remains on you to notify them of what is going wrong. Are you getting what I'm saying? So learn to be open. Amen. Learn to be open. Then the next verse says confess. It says, well, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Amen. God will solve it if you will talk about it. It says, the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed any sins, do you see even if there's sin involved or mistakes involved he says they shall be forgiven him they shall be forgiven him amen then verse 16 verse 16 confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be what healed healed confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed hallelujah Yeah. Clumping up and keeping your sins covered will not allow you to prosper and receive mercy yeah that's because of Proverbs 28 and verse 13 he that covereth his sins shall not prosper but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy amen Yes. Whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So God wants to show you mercy. Amen. So learn to talk about things. Hallelujah. Learn to bring up issues. Don't have a secret relationship and a secret life. It will blow up in your face one day. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Do you see that sometimes people feel that something they are doing in secret, you know, um, something they are doing in secret will affect someone else when it blows up. But that's not how it works. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this verse, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 17. Okay, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 17. Okay, it says, bread of deceit is sweet to a man, but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. What a scripture. (laughs) You are deceiving everybody. You make a nice smooth face, coolly, and then there's, you are deceiving and the word is (laughs) swerving. Do you see? You are swerving everybody and deceiving everybody. You are making everyone think you are someone you are not. You are making everyone, you know, believe something about you which is not true. And you think that you are deceiving them. But you find out at the end of the day that it is your mouth that is having to chew (laughs) gravels. Bread of deceit is sweet to a man. The one who is deceiving is enjoying it. But afterward, only his mouth will be filled with gravel. Are you understanding what I'm saying yes so people who have secret lifestyles you have a secret somebody in your life nobody knows about the person you won't talk about it you know and everyone thinks something else is the truth when something else is the truth (laughs) do you see what I'm saying Yes, a day will surely come when everything will be exposed. You see, and the pain usually is borne by yourself. You know? I, I will never forget the story of a lady who used to be in our church many years ago, when we just had just started doing the work of a pastor, and the lady would come to church living with someone who also came to the church but she told us later that they would arrive together then on the train and then one of them would leave the other at the train station and come to church and the other one would join later they didn't want to be seen coming together so we never even knew of them as friends not knowing that they were living together and i remember once i even spoke to the man And I asked him, I said, because he was a doctor, a grown-up. And I was saying to him, look, it's about time you settled down and got married and that sort of thing. You know? And he said, yeah, he agrees with me. (laughs) So he so he has three people in mind. And he's, you know, studying them to see the whole situation. So I asked, which three people? And then he mentioned three names, including my sister. Yes, he mentioned three different people. None of them was this person. Do you get it? Yeah, none of them was the lady, (laughs) you know. But we didn't know anything. So he mentioned those three, and then we asked him to pray about it. He said, let God lead you and let God guide you. And he said, yes, pastor, (laughs) you know, yeah. (laughs) Pastors don't know everything. We only know what God reveals to us. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So one day, I was in my apartment when I got a call from this girl. She was like crying and screaming on the phone. She said, my heart, my heart. You know, and I was a young person. I was 25 years old. (laughs) Yeah. So when she said my heart, my I honestly thought she was having a (laughs) heart. You know. So, when I said, Have you been to the doctor? She said, No, 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 that's not it. I said, What's wrong with your heart? She said, Someone is breaking it. You know? So, I said, Calm down and tell us about what's going on. So, she managed to calm down a little bit. Then she mentioned this brother's name. And she said, She has just found out that the brother is seeing someone else. Okay, so now there are five people, isn't it? He has three in mind. Then she is number four. And then he is seeing number five. So she was going crazy about number five. She didn't know what the guy had told me about one, two, and three. <laughs> she would have jumped out of her skin. <laughs> yeah. You see, so she, it was then that she told her, she said, I live with. I said, no, it's not possible. She said, yes. So said, I live with him. We come. I said, but how come we've never even seen the two of you talking together? or She said, no. We come to church and so we take the train together. We get to the train station. Then he waits at the station and I go into because the church was really close to the station. So he, we, he waits at the station maybe about five, ten minutes while I walk on to church. And then he comes five, ten minutes later. Yes. but we live in the same apartment. Yeah, and have been doing so for many, many uh, was it months or even years. Fantastic. You know. And now he was you see. Let me just say that darkness is where evil hides. You get it? Don't be so proud of privacy and secrecy and confidentiality do you understand someone must know something do you get it yes i agree that not everyone must know everything but someone must know something do you understand yes someone must know otherwise the secret things in your head the secret things In your mind, the secret things in your heart will end up destroying you and ruining your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So humble yourself and be naked. Be open at least to someone. Do you understand? Be open about the truth about things so that you can carry a lighter burden. Amen. I think our time is up. Let's end the story. Next week, we'll continue. Amen? Yes. Next week. Come back next week and we'll continue. And listen, next week, look, I'm saying this church is changing. Hallelujah. Next week, I want everybody to bring a soul. Bring someone else with you. Do you understand? You sit here and the person sits next to you. Can we do that? Next week, everybody bring someone
2: Let us receive the blessing. Take heed this is my body which was broken for
1: you. Dream, this is my love which
2: was shallow. Now listen in Numbers chapter six the Bible says speak unto Aaron and say, On this wise, or in this way, you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, and keep thee. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. And they shall put my name, on the children of Israel, and I will bless them, in Jesus name. Take your holy communion. Father, We present the body of Christ right now. Forgive us for our sins. And now let healing, those online as well, receive healing and deliverance from pain, from skin rashes, from eye conditions, from breathing problems, from asthmatic conditions, from cancers, from every disease that is wicked, its diagnosis and its prediction yes. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth receive healing I pray for you for healing and I pray for all of us as we lift up the holy bread let there be healing from every condition and every problem the body of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus Christ. now the blood. Lift the wine or whatever drink you have. May the blood. How many realize that a mistake can affect you? Today we have spoken about ten things. May the blood wash away your tongue from every fault finding and grumbling and every trend and wind you have followed and every wicked thought that has been in your head. May you be cleansed and those online may you also be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb the blood of Jesus Christ Christ. now lift your hands for your blessing just as God said to Aaron on this wise you shall bless everyone lift your holy hands the Lord bless thee and the Lord keep thee. Receive the blessings of the Lord upon your life. You are now favored. You are now covered with a blessing. And as the word of God said, destroy it not for there is a blessing in it. I declare you cannot be destroyed. The Lord keep thee. You are saved from every unfortunate accident. Every mishap. Every freak, every strange freak accident or unfortunate occurrence, as you lift your hands, may he protect you and guard you and keep you. And those online, may you be kept by the power of the Lord in the name of Jesus. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Receive good news this week. Receive a smile from God. And if God smiles at you, who can say, I will not smile at you? May the Lord smile on you. May the Lord make his face shine on you. And be gracious unto you. May all your sins be overlooked. And your sins be forgiven. And forgotten. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his face and change his facial expression towards you. That is the meaning of the Lord lift up his countenance. May the Lord lift up. May the Lord become happy concerning your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever makes you cry, makes you sad, may the Lord take it away in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever makes you fear, may the Lord take it away in the name of Jesus. Whatever will make people say, sorry, 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 may the Lord take it away from you and cover you with his glory and his remembrance. Anyone who sees you will remember the Lord. the Lord has been good to you and the Lord has turned your captivity and the Lord has done great things in your life. I declare this blessing and I say the prophecy you believe is the prophecy you receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and let me hear your loudest Amen Can I hear your loudest Amen Can I hear your loudest Amen